I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, you've got John Huber instead of Boyd Matheson today. I'm the former U.S. attorney here in Utah, practicing attorney presently. We've been talking about business and the different aspects and impacts on business uh, here in Utah this past hour. We're going to wind up with talking about something near and dear to my heart. It was back in 2020, I was still the United States attorney, presidentially appointed by both President Obama and President Trump. Which makes you, uh, sounds nice, but it makes you an at-will employee. And in 2020, I don't know if you recall, but I do, there was an election. And I knew, regardless of the outcome of that election, that, you know, my job was not necessarily secure. I had the opportunity to appoint a new top deputy in my office, and I appointed Andrea Martinez to be the first assistant United States attorney, knowing that there was a pretty good likelihood that she would be the next uh, acting and interim United States attorney. In fact, that happened, and she's finished almost a year as the first Latina United States attorney in Utah's history. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you, John. And, Andrea, tell us, how has it been to be the chief federal law enforcement officer, the conscience of the United States in court actions in Utah? How has it been this last year for you? Well, you know, first and foremost, it's been a great honor and uh, and a great privilege to serve in this capacity, uh, representing the United States and leading the office. And I'm thankful that, you know, we have a fantastic office here in the District of Utah. And, John, as you know, we have fantastic AUSAs and support staff. And so leading each of these dedicated individuals has been um, has been fantastic. Well, congratulations to you, Andrea. You, like myself, are a product of the west side of Salt Lake County and have gone on to do great and amazing things in your career. Today, talking about business, does Utah have a fraud problem or a fraud culture problem? Yes. Um, unfortunately, uh, Utah, certainly, we have an outsized fraud problem, um, and a lot of that is Utah's, or Utah's, excuse me, praying on one another and using the things that they might have in common with others as a basis to gain trust from unsuspecting victims. I think as you, you know, as a Utah and when you talk to other individuals who either visit Utah or eventually, you know, maybe they've moved here from another state and they're working here, something common they all say is how nice, you know, the people in Utah are. And I think that it's our nature to just be trusting. And because of that, we then are, you know, it's very possible that we may become a victim. What advice would you give as the, as the chief law enforcement official 
for the federal government in the state of Utah. What would, advice would you give to individuals or business owners, small business owners, to avoid being victimized by fraud? You know, I think the primary um, advice I would give is due diligence. Be very um, cautious in your dealings. Ensure that you know who you're working with. Uh, Do your homework. Dot your I's. Cross your T's. And there's the old adage, if something is too good to be true, then it probably is. Um, If someone is promising you something that just sounds fantastic, this is where you're really going to want to do your due diligence to ensure that what um, is being offered to you is upstanding and not a fraud situation. That's great advice. Always just go the next step. Don't just take someone's word for, you know, their promises. Just check it out. It was it was President Reagan who was famous for the line when he was dealing with the Russians, um, trust but verify. And I think that that's good advice for us, and not just on nuclear weapon dismantling like uh, President Reagan was doing, but just protecting ourselves and, and the, the, the nest eggs that we build up through hard work. Well, let's spin the table a little bit. Andrea, you are you're a law enforcer. You're holding people accountable for allegations uh, for federal law violations. Um, we've had a lot of money distributed. Congress and administrations, the former administration, the current administration, have let out a lot of money to help during these difficult times with COVID and uh, and other issues. Is that a concern for you? that uh, this is all great and good. Everyone's getting money in their pocket to help them through tough times. But is there fraud going on with the money that's being distributed? Yes, unfortunately, um, there is fraud that that is going on, you know, through the Paycheck Paycheck Protection Program, unfortunately. Um, You know, we want Utah businesses to certainly stay out out of trouble when they receive money that they've asked for from the federal government. Um, We want to make sure that everyone is acting in good faith, be cautious, make sure you have safety controls in place. Um, You've asked for money from the federal government. You, you know, there's certain requirements that need to be met. Uh, You want to make sure that you're doing what you've promised to do with the money. If you you requested this money to perform a certain work or service, um, make sure you use the money in the way that it's intended to be used. Um, it, and, and first and foremost, you also want to make sure that you qualify for the money you have applied for. If you've applied for a loan because you're trying to keep your business going and keep your employees, if you've indicated you have a certain number of employees, then you should have that certain number of employees and um, not have any uh, discrepancy between the reality and what you've indicated on that application to receive those funds. And I just want to go back to a little bit, if I can, John, Sure. on, you know, businesses or even individuals protecting themselves um, against fraudsters. You know, in the cases that we've prosecuted, the U.S. Attorney's Office, it's uncommon for fraudsters to have no brokerage licenses and purport to be lawfully selling and trading securities and securities and offering investment advice. So, it's uh, great to do a broker check, and individuals or businesses, if they aren't aware, can do that check on FINRA.org. And this will just help ensure that the 
and that this person has to follow regulations uh, when they're not licensed they are not required to follow these regulations and so that's where individuals and their businesses can find themselves getting into trouble so there's lots of resources out there to help uh, consumers to help business people uh, answer questions and concerns about uh, security advice they're receiving whether someone has the permission to be uh, offering advice on securities and uh, you know it, whether someone's gotten in trouble before uh, they could just check those resources online well uh, Andre, it's been great to have you on board today, and uh, let me just end with this, <laughs> give you an opportunity to speak here. Um, all that money that's out there, um, someone with the with poor intentions may say, well, look, it's, there's so much money, they're not going to come after me. It's not a priority. They're just going to let me go with this, you know, several thousand, tens of thousands. It's not that big of a deal. In all the things that you and your prosecutors are keeping track of, where does it rank for fraud against the government. In other words, fraud against taxpayer money. Where does that land on the desk of a prosecutor? Top of the stack, middle of the stack, bottom of the stack? How big of a priority is this for you and your partners? Thank you, John. This is a significant priority. Um, it's a priority at the top of the United States Attorney's Office as well as the Department of Justice. Uh, you know, the federal government wants to help individuals and businesses, but it also needs to be um, on the upstanding. And uh, we will prosecute individuals because it is our duty to protect all of our taxpayers. Well, thank you so much for all the great work you're doing out there, Andrea, and your partners. And congratulations on your year of service as the first Latina United States attorney in Utah's history. Coming up next, after the break, we will have a very interesting discussion with a Washington Post journalist who has done a research project, a historical research project, more than thousands Thousands of members of Congress from both from all parties and all walks of life, many states owned slaves, even going into the 20th century, which doesn't seem like that long ago. Julie Zosmer Will from The Washington Post joins us next to discuss this new report and its impact on the country and our government. You're listening to Inside Sources with guest host John Huber. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.